0: Head over to Patreon.com slash Severe MMA Podcast to sign up for our premium content. From the Q&A to the rewatch, we provide multiple shows per week for all your combat sports needs. And now, here's the
1: podcast. Graham McDonald is an idiot. Sean Sheehan of SevereMMA.com. He even has the audacity to call himself the quote-unquote pod god. This is Severe MMA, 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 The Severe MMA Podcast is finally here.
0: Welcome to The Severe MMA Podcast. Here's your host, Sean Sheehan. Welcome, welcome everybody. It's episode 306 of The Severe MMA Podcast. My name is is Sean Sheehan, a.k.a. the Score Lord, the Pod God. The legend, as many people call me, joined today by the Ronald McDonald of Irish media, Graham McDonald. As we talk about a pretty interesting night last night in the world of... Actually, this is a special Saturday podcast because there's no UFC, so we decided to get it over and done with. Head out the back, it's sunny here, maybe have a few uh, cans of... or uh, bottles of Desperado or something like that. A few bottles of Corona maybe even and and take the, the weekend off and get it out early for all your Patreon listeners. And obviously the uh, the normal, you know, non-paid listeners as well. The Vickers, the the world, <laughs> our our least favorite listeners. Actually, if you want to sign up to Patreon, patreon.com forward slash severe my podcast uh, is a place to go now to help us. Uh Keep the lights on. I know there isn't many people in Irish have make and sport anymore. To be honest, so uh, if you want to help us keep going, that's where uh, that's where you go. And uh, yeah, do that. There's loads of content over the last week, and it will be over the next week as well. And another important thing as well to say. Uh, ...is about our sponsors this week, Manscaped... Uh, ...who always bring us the podcast, so everyone uh, knows about... ...but there's a very important message coming from this week... ...and everyone knows that Manscaped are available in the US, Canada... Uh, ...UK, Ireland, Australia, New Zealand and all of the EU... ...we have an exclusive offer for uh, to use the code... ...SEVERE MMA, to get 20% off and free shipping... Uh, ...so you can join the movement with 2 million other men worldwide... ...but did you know this? One guy every hour every day is diagnosed with testicular cancer. So this is a reminder to all of the men listening to check yourself before you wreck yourself. Manscaped, in addition to providing the right tools and solutions for the safe, easy manscaping, has partnered with the Testicular Cancer Society to spread awareness for men's health and early cancer detection. Together, TCS and Manscaped are committed to raising awareness for the most common form of cancer in men aged uh, 15 to 35, which myself and Graham are still barely gripping to, and giving support to fighters Uh, ...survivors and families impacted by testicular cancer as part of the We Save Balls initiative. Uh, While you're down there cleaning up your sack, why not go ahead and give them a little investigation... ...for lumps, changes, sizes or any pain. I think we all agree it's pretty fun playing with your balls anyway. Manscaped recommends you check yourself once a month. If you do feel any lumps or swelling, give your doctor a call immediately. Uh, In addition to checking yourself regularly... Why don't you make sure your sack is looking fresh and clean with the Manscaped Package 3.0. Inside the Perfect Package, you get the electric lawnmower, the lawnmower 3.0. This waterproof trimmer features skin-safe technology. Hold on, I have it here. Where is it? Here we are. Hold on. Can you hear it? Can you hear it? That's it. Um... And it's absolutely brilliant. The light is on it and everything like that as well. And the, all liquid formulations use only the best ingredients as well. You have the Crop Preserver, Anti-Chafing Deodorant. Uh, the Crop reviver, the Spray-On Ball Toner. And the Perfect Package 3.0 also uh, includes Anti-Chafing Performance Boxers that are absolutely fantastic. And a lot of the lads over in our uh, our Patreon group absolutely love them. So uh, join the Manscaped movement and start taking care of your balls today. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code Manscaped.com. Always use the right tools for the job. That's twenty percent off. What the? <laughs> is that your manscape, or is your microphone just broken?
1: No, it's my manscape.
0: That's it. So, you just do a quick
1: trim here, Sean, while you're walking around, oh, I'll, I'll do one as well. Here, <laughs> let's, let's do,
0: let's do, let's do, do battling trimmers. Uh, <laughs> oh Okay, so I used twenty. Used twenty percent Easily, immune I've lost this. I've lost it. Use uh severe of me, and check out and uh, get twenty percent off and free shipping at Manscaped.com. Your balls will thank you. All right. Uh, <laughs> so if I, I nearly died coughing there, so I had to pause the podcast for a second, but here we go again. Um, right, Graham. There's lots of. Uh, Lots of news and stuff uh, this week. And we, we'll obviously get into Bellator in a second. But the first thing I want to bring up, because I still haven't got my head totally around it, right? And maybe you can explain it to me. You've, maybe you have a better explanation of it than me. Leon Edwards is fighting uh, Nathan Diaz. And, uh, now if you're on Patreon, I've already done like two kind of reaction podcasts to this. And we were over on Twitter Spaces the other day talking about it as well. I still. I still don't understand how this fight is happening, why this fight is happening. Don't get me wrong, and this is the most important part as well. I like this fight, I think it'll be a fun fight. So, w- once we get to the fight, or even like uh, in in a week's time, I can just start looking forward to the fight. But at the moment, just while like, the fight is new, and while it's been, uh, just after being announced, I'm still on the like... How did we get here <laughs> kind of uh, area? How did we get here, Graham? How, have you any idea why they're making this fight? Well, I
1: suppose Leon Edwards been saying for years that he wants to fight somebody like, you know, ahead of him in the rankings. He's been fighting down in the rankings. And obviously, uh, he's been that hasn't really happened. And he's been kind of vocal about that for, for Leon Edwards, who isn't a very vocal guy. And uh, maybe he's thinking, you know, if I'm not going to be able to fight somebody ahead of me, I'm not just going to fight somebody a few places below me. I'll fight like a fun fight, a, a big fight. You know, Diaz is a big name big pay per view numbers, maybe he's been you know, a lot of fighters are admirers of the Diaz brothers, like they, they like their style, they like their they like their fighting style, like they're kinda of don't give a shit attitude and stuff. So, you know, when maybe when Leon Edwards was coming up he always kinda of would like to have tested himself against Nate Diaz because, you know, if somebody else was in Nate Diaz's position and he wasn't Nate Diaz, then I don't think Leon Edwards would be taking this fight. So I think it's just got to do with the name, the the kind of funness of the fight it must be what enticed uh, Edwards into this without, uh, without a bigger fight being available, like uh, a higher ranked fight being available.
0: It's uh, when I asked you that question, when I, I ask everyone that question, it's usually the other way around. It's usually like, why did Net Diaz not take this fight? I find it unusual that you kind of went through with the oh, why did Leon Edwards take this fight? Of course, Leon Edwards is gonna take the fight. You know, I, I, I love the phrase, I don't know, no, what you, you know, know?
1: He's, been, he's been talking about fighting like trying to fight somebody ahead of him for years you now. He's in yeah, it's basically true. his only thing he says in interviews. Like, yeah,
0: it is true. Like, Leon Edwards is not like. Um, unthoughtful person about the matchmaking, but like the, I, I love this phrase as well. It's mana from heaven for, for Leonard. It literally is like when a Nate Diaz fight puts itself in front of you, and you're you know a top five welterweight or top six welterweight or whatever he is, um, and you're there's a title fight coming up. That's perfect. Like, th- th- this is for Leon Edwards. We'll get into Nate Diaz in a second. But for Leon Edwards, right? So they-, they announced last night as well that Wonderboy is fighting Gilbert Burton. So you take the two of them away. You have you could have fought either of them, right? You could have fought Colby Covington. And a win over any of those three people probably, you know, gets you a title shot. Gets you It probably goes to get you a title shot. But instead, he is a fight with Nate Diaz to get him a title shot. Which is a much bigger fight. And to me and everyone I've spoken to it's a much easier fight as well from Leon Edwards. So, it's literally mana from heaven from Leon Edwards. Uh, It's the best thing he could do. Now, Leon Edwards in the past, as you mentioned there, it's a great point. He is like, I'm not fighting Wonderboy, I'm not fighting this and this and this, because he's like, I'll only fight someone above me in the rankings, even though nobody cares about the rankings, and we all know a win over Wonderboy is big and gets you towards the title shot, a win over whoever it might be around there, Uh, and the same goes, you know, for, for Diaz now, just because it'll be a bigger fight from a, uh quality point of view maybe not but uh, you know from the others point of view brilliant why did diaz take the fight have you any idea like diaz doesn't care about rankings he doesn't care about title shots like if he want, if if diaz wanted a title shot right now i think he could probably get it because if he called out usman usman would be like yeah let's do it let's fight because he's already shown that he's fighting masvidal and fighting absolutely nobody wants to see because uh he thinks it'll draw more because the last one drew more now it might because it's such a great card and it's all with fans back and also there's something more special about it. But I think on its own, it's not a huge draw. But anyway, what, what, have you any idea? Well, any I think, ideas yeah,
1: downside? I think Nate's trying to get himself into the into the you know the reckoning at the top of the division. And he sees if he beats Edwards, he's kind of there. You know, he's he's probably looking at oh, Masvidal. If Masvidal wins, that could be a nice rematch. There, people are. I know it wasn't going his way, but it ended controversially, so people would probably want to see that again. I don't see, like, a, an Usman fight going very well for Diaz. But, you know, these these guys back themselves against anybody. You know, they're they're not uh, shy in confidence, uh, a lot of MMA fighters. So, uh, for Diaz, he's probably getting paid well. You know, that's always a, a sticking point with Diaz. So, he's probably getting paid well for this fight. And he sees it as a chance to kind of put his name back in, in title contention. So, yeah. you know, but that's like, why he's taking it, I think.
0: Is his name not already there? Like, are he... Diaz is smarter than that. Like, well, not can, really. Like, is it there? Like, is there...
1: Yeah, he can, but like a win over Edwards puts him there, and you know he probably thinks oh, I'll go out and whoop this guy. You know, you know that he has attitude and yeah. a lot of top fighters like they they have ridiculously strong belief in themselves. Like so, he probably thinks I oh, just go out there and beat Edwards, and then we're looking at you know we're looking at the Masvidal rematch or some kind of upper echelon of the rankings fight to put him in title contention. So that that's probably what he's thinking, and he's probably thinking he needs to get paid as well.
0: Yeah, I like I just I don't know. It's a weird one, and it's um. Uh... A five-round Coleman event as well, which has obviously never been done outside of title fights in the UFC before. So, uh, yes, yeah, look, it's it's a historic fight as well, and not it? A very interesting fight, a good fight. Maybe i get off, like, the, my reasoning for why it's actually happening because, I don't know, I just, feel like, my, my only reasoning that I kind of came up with is kind of what you said there that Nate Diaz fancies himself, you know, that he thinks he can beat Leon Edwards and he thinks it's, uh, it's an easy matchup for him, style-wise. I couldn't disagree more. To be honest, I haven't watched a good bit of Leon Edwards recently. Coming up to the Bilal Muhammad fight, I think uh, I think I was talking to uh, to Jake Smith about it as well. And a few people actually said it to him, and I could. Uh, everyone I kind of spoke to had said it about Leon Edwards' elbows when he comes in, and that they're just gonna cut up Diaz. Like doctor stoppage <laughs> is probably the the call in this fight. I, it's it's look, Leon does kind of at th- at times he's willing to exchange. With pressure fighters, uh but Diaz is is he is a pressure fighter. And we will kind of look at more Nick as a pressure fighter. But I think uh, Nate Diaz is more like um uh, you know a little bit like a McGregor as well, who is like a, a pressure kind of counter fighter. But will throw more shots than that. If you get me, like, and Leon Edwards will come forward against someone like that. So I might give Nate little bits of of. Uh, uh, of uh, openings and maybe Nate is thinking I can get this to the ground I can use my Jiu Jitsu and submit them or something. Like I don't know what Nate is thinking to be honest uh, but uh, it's uh, it's an interesting one I'm glad the fight is happening I'm definitely not complaining about it I'm just trying to find the logic around it but um, yeah it looks like uh, looks like it's happening anyway and it should be fun on the same card as uh, Charles Oliveira Versus Michael Chandler. Well, we'll talk about one or two other fights as well. Before we get into better. What do you think of that Charles Oliveira and Michael Chandler fight? know we haven't talked too much about it on the podcast. But that's kind of. With McGregor now. Uh, and that fight as well. McGregor and, and uh, Paria. Is not 100% official I don't think. But Ariel reported last night. That Paria has signed on the dotted line. And that McGregor was always in basically. Uh, so that fight is is done. When Ariel Wani says it's done. It's, it's done. So at the top of that division. Does look McGregor and Paria wanted a fight are you happy with Oliveira versus Chandler or would you have done something else
1: well yeah like it makes sense we kind of said like it's it kind of up to Paria what he wanted to do straight after the, yeah. the fight and he seemed to want to have the rematch and it makes sense financially and like star 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 power wise and celebrity and money wise and everything so it's kind of the logical decision and if he if he goes in and wins which I'm sure he thinks he can and thinks he will then he's in a he's in the same position as he was before and he's a lot richer and you know, has uh, more leverage, so I think, yeah, I think from Poirier's point of view, it seems like he could have had the title shot, but he didn't, he he, he decided that he wanted the, the trilogy fight with McGregor instead, so it makes sense to make the oliveira Chandler fight in, in, in that circumstance.
0: Yeah, I think for Poirier, it's it's smart, you know, it's definitely the smart move, because we've seen people before, even, you know... No, I, I think Masvidal is like is a big example of who've made huge missteps and gone missing for a year. And okay, he's getting the title shot now again, but I think he could have done uh, he could have done better with his fifteen seconds of fame, and it's going to be gone after this. Uh, I I would predict, but Paré has done the right thing because I'm sure. Look, when you're a fighter and you come up, um. And, you know, like, uh, in Poirier's in era, maybe maybe it's a little bit different now, but you're aiming for that title. You know, Dustin Poirier wanted to be a featherweight champion. He wanted to be a lightweight champion. That has been his aim in the UFC for years and years and years. You know, people don't grow up uh, in his era wanting to fight Conor McGregor. Now, maybe they do now in the last two or three years, uh, because that's the, the big payday and bigger than any title. John McGregor's talking about bringing in his own belt and all, which is another argument, I suppose. But... Um, So it must take a lot, you know, just mentally, now financially a different story, but mentally to kind of give that up. Everyone knew he could have got it if he wanted it to take the McGregor fight. But logically, it's the right thing to do because if you fancy yourself to beat McGregor, which he absolutely should, you know, he he made Mince meet Conor McGregor in more ways than one in the last fight. uh, So why wouldn't he fancy himself to come in and do it in this fight? And then you can have the title shot anyway. And you can have it against, you know, an Oliveira or a Chandler who... Uh, are you know for both of them? I think for for Dustin Poirier are pretty favorable matchups. So it's a it's a real win win for Poirier. He gets the huge money. He gets the McGregor fight, and if he wins that, uh, he gets the the title fight as well. So it's it, you know it's logically for for him. It's brilliant. But look for McGregor. Is this the logically the best thing to do? I don't know. I think you know he spoke after the last fight about time in the cage and about um you know he needs to get back to his best and all like that. Is going straight back in against the best active lightweight in the world probably at the moment the right thing to do. I would say probably not, to be honest. I think he probably should have taken a step back, taken another fight, uh, and then taken the Paria fight, maybe. But I'm always cautious with fighters, and you know the the biggest and best fighters in the world, I think that's the thing that MMA needs to do better. But however, we, this is what we have, and I think McGregor has a lot to prove in this fight, you know, he has a lot to prove in this fight, he always talks, during all his fights, and all the way up, that he has to prove things to people, and, um, you know, can he beat, the, it was always, can he beat the black belt, can he beat the, the wrestler, can he beat that, this and this and this, and now it's, can he beat the guy who made, who destroyed him in the last fight, you know, who tactically, you know, made him, made people question him, and his team, and his whole setup, you know, and, that is big for Conor McGregor. We, he, we know it down through the years. He's talk, talking about loyalty to him, you know, his ability and his team and everything like that. And that was all questioned after this fight. And this, I'm sure this for him is he's hearing that and he's thinking, right, I need to come back and I need to, to, to beat Dustin Poirier to prove that I'm still the man. Um, and, you know, people are calling him soft and people saying he's in silk sheets and everything like that that's I'm sure McGregor hears all that and if he doesn't hear all that and if he doesn't you know use that as motivation and if he doesn't come back to his best it's a whole different argument and so an absolutely huge fight for the biggest star in the history of the sport an absolutely huge fight for Dustin Poirier who you know has that title shot on the line who has maybe his legacy on the line if he comes out on top of the trilogy with McGregor that's what he will be remembered for and that to go on to being a champion you know like say like a bisping as well Gets that title shot and then he, you know, he wins it and it changes his whole career. If Paria wins this fight, you know, the first fight changed his career, now, but because of the second fight, it's it's a new kind of addition to the middle of it. So if he wins this fight, that changes his career. Wins the title fight, it m- puts Paria from a guy who was a very very good contender and an excellent fighter to like a hall of famer, if you want to put it that way. So it's a it's a huge fight here for Paria, a huge fight for McGregor, and I'm looking forward to it. and Chandler versus Oliveira as well. It's like a, a very good tactical matchup. Michael um, Chandler beat Dan Hooker in his last fight. Obviously, a bigger kind of guy, a longer guy, he came inside and was able to to land hard on him. And that's what I'm sure he'll be able to do uh, or trying to do again against Charles Oliveira, who, so, who, you know, who looks fantastic recently. His striking has improved so much. We know his ground game probably the most uh, devastating ground game in the history of the UFC. I believe he's the most um submissions in history do you have? if i'm not mistaken maybe he's up there with damian meyer or someone like that anyway but um, you know fantastic matchup and uh, i can't wait to see how it plays out here over the next uh, over the next year or so but anyway we've, we've talked enough about the, the matchmaking and all of that we will we have another few topics as well but let's get into the fights from uh, from last night graham bellator two five five um and Oh, on which I picked uh, and it's not part of our fight picks league I've only we've only do, done UFC for that I picked 11 out of 11 fights right on the fight picks app uh for this so if you haven't downloaded the the fight picks app yet uh please do it get involved for next week's UFC card which we will be previewing in a while uh, go over to fightpicks.com or go to your uh Android uh, Play Store or iOS Play Store, and download the app. Look, search Fight Picks, You'll see the blue and white app. Download that. Sign up. It's free to, to sign up. You can sign up for the the premium one as well. And I I would encourage you to do that because it's absolutely fantastic. Gives you extra info and stuff. Uh, but. Going to join league. Search for severe in May. You'll see it there anyway. And join our league and get involved. We just started. I think a new global season just started last week, so you're not too far behind. I think I'm sixth in our league, so I'm I'm walking away with it. I think I I think I'm like 11th... in the global league now or something. Or maybe maybe not that high. But after my 11 out of 11 last night, um, I'm I'm doing pretty well. So yeah, download that app and, and see how we get going. Um, this is Bellator: Cargram... Patricia Pitbull, Emmanuel Sanchez. I suppose, <laughs> looking at this fight, it's hard not to say that Patricio Pitbull is the best featherweight in the world. To be honest, like it's it very, it, it's very hard not to say that Sanchez is very, very good. Uh, a really good fighter. Obviously, you have the likes of um, Volkanovski versus and uh, and Ortega and Max Holloway and others around there at the moment.
1: Yeah, I think it's easy to. It's not very hard to say he's not the best featherweight. You can make loads of mm-hmm. loads of arguments why he's not
0: do you think so you know, why, why do you think he's not
1: yeah just the level of competition you know um, the style matchup against Max Holloway could be difficult for him as well you know Volkanovsky, like like we, we haven't seen them fights. we don't know um, maybe he could go in there and you know do what he does but uh, you know until we until we see him kind of against uh, the very very top guys in the world we're not going to know that
0: he knocked down michael chandler who's fighting for the ufc um uh, lightweight title in not too uh, not too far distant future you know he's been some good guys beating juan arquila Pedro carvalho Emmanuel sanchez a couple of times like like okay he's not fighting the level at the very top of the ufc but i think you can see his quality you know he's punching power yeah. his 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 submission. you know and he was yeah.
1: beating Ben Henderson you know Ben Henderson's not like anywhere near what he was when he was a champion in the UFC or WEC but he, w- he was you know doing well winning that fight until he kind of you know succumbed to a to a leg injury I know like mm-hmm. you know you gotta give credit to Benson Henderson or whatever but you know he, he definitely he definitely was winning that fight until he lost as well so like you definitely could make arguments for him being the best you know coming out and beating Michael Chan or whatever but I just think you know Max Holloway Volkanovski these guys are fighting a different level of competition um you know the odd fight maybe you know he gets a Chandler or a henderson but then he's he's back down to kind of the guys he's already fought um so you like you could definitely make an argument that he is the best or one of the best but you could easily make an argument that he isn't the best as well
0: yeah it's, look i suppose and i suppose that's a, <laughs> an argument for another day but uh, his this fight with emmanuel sanchez look it only wins what 335 uh, into round one but you can see exactly what sort of fighter he is by this fight. You know, if you've never seen Patricia Pitbull fight before, this is it. He's accurate, powerful, and a finisher. That's exactly what he is. He kind of... He he's if you look at pitbull he doesn't have like the best footwork in the world he isn't maybe the most dynamic fighter in the world but what he is is an absolute assassin and you know i'm and when i say he's not that dynamic or not that fast i'm sure he could be if he wanted to be if he decided to fight in that way but he decides to fight in in like this ninja sort of way it's like i'm just gonna it's gonna be pure and utter darkness, and then I'm going to fall and top you and fucking slit your throat, basically, which is what he did in the end with the guillotine. Um, he is just uh, one of the most accurate fighters I've seen ever in, in the world of MMA, to be honest. He he can just pick the right shot at the right time better than most people. Now, he it, it reminds me, not not exactly like in McGregor, but McGregor early days was very good at that. There's, <clears throat> there's very few guys... Who Are so good at that at picking it at the right time, and it, like some like if you watch Dimitri Shantz, I watched him on the rewatch this week. He can pick things to do at the right time, uh, or like a Habib, whether it's wrestling or whether it's you know jumping in to wrestle at the right time, or jumping on the back at the right time, or moving at the right time. A lot of people can, not a lot of people can do that brilliantly, but uh, there's like even Francis Ngannou at the weekend kind of did that very well against Steve and made it very hard for him, but. To be a f- person who do- throws that shot that you want to be accurate maybe once every three minutes and for it to still be accurate is a v- different sort of thing that we don't see in MMA that much. You know, well Romero tried to do that throughout his whole career and it worked very well for, well, throughout the end of his career and it worked very well for him for a while. And, you know, he kind of succumbed to that uh, inability for, for a few fights as well. But, uh, people pitbull is so good at it he just like came over the top with that right hand land that left hook after it. it's just money every time and it's the same with the the submissions as well he jumps on those guillotines like we sometimes you're watching fights and you know as just an outside observer you're looking at and like whoever the, whoever the person is, like, don't you, molecular you know, you're just going to end up on the bottom, he's going to pull out He said. but whenever a pit bull goes for it, you just know it's over, don't you? Like, <laughs> you just know that he's going to finish that, and especially after he has someone like Sanchez uh, hurt and finish like that, he's,
1: uh, Yeah, you know, a lot it, of guys, exciting, when they have they? somebody somebody rocked like that, they wouldn't, you know, jump a guillotine where if, if do, they don't get it, they're on the bottom, especially an arm in guillotine, so, you know, he obviously has a lot of um, belief in his all-round game, and, you know, as you said, once he sunk it in, it was kind of inevitable. And, um, yeah, I think, you know, it's a brilliant performance. It's, it's you know, Emmanuel Sanchez, I believe, had never been finished. And, and he made it look easy, you know, beat him on the feet and got that guillotine, as he mentioned. So, like, he's he, he's going, like, he's doing everything he needs to be doing, you know. But it's just the, the question will always be there. Like, it wasn't Michael Chandler, um, you know, but, like, can he do it in the UFC? The same with Eddie Alvarez for years, like, you know, um, until you, until you, you, know, fight those guys um, in the UFC, people will always have that question, and you'll there will always be a doubt around you, no matter what you do to, you know, uh, other opponents like your Manuel Sanchez. For for a hardcore fan, is like you know a very good fighter. Obviously, we've seen him in, in there with Pitbull before, and he should show what he could do. But uh, you know, the, the the big names of like even a Gaethje, uh, a Parier, a McGregor, uh, you know, these guys in the lightweight division, and then like in the featherweight division the Holloways the Volkanovskis like we we just I'd love to see it like you know it's going to be hard for him to to get out of there Bellator like I've you know he's been there a long time Um, he's you know he's one of their biggest guys if not their biggest guy at the moment Um, so they're not going to let him go easy we've seen him with with other guys in the past but for the fans and for like how many exciting fights we could see and how many you know questions we could have answered it'd be absolutely brilliant to see him uh, in the UFC but you know
0: um Do you think AJ McKee answered those questions, some of them?
1: Yeah, well I was just gonna say, you know, this this AJ McKee fight, you know, um <laughs> AJ McKee's like saying all this stuff about oh bring her bring her leash, you're gonna bring it to the pound and all. I don't mm-hmm. think Pitbull even if he understood he just didn't even <laughs> <He> didn't care <laughs> <knowledge>. <laughs> <laughs> I think AJ McKee was like they they walked through this, to the stair there, and he was like, Oh, I just said that maybe I should be careful here for a <laughs> second and then I oh, know he he doesn't care. Yeah yeah but uh, yeah i think uh, they, you fight. know aj McKee's, a yeah what an exciting prospect he's been for years he's, he's really come into his own recently you know some some really really uh, flowy uh, performances like really looks like he's putting it together and obviously we just talked about how people can put it together so yeah this is a it's a brilliant fight like uh, if aj McKee can can win this like you know then he's like yeah you know he's he's proven everything that people Hoped for him when he when he was coming up, and like, I don't know how this fight's gonna go. Um, it, it's, it's really interesting one. what a fight! Like, yeah. I
0: think this is uh, you, whatever everything you said there about maybe test himself against UFC level and the best guys there. Like, there isn't a the prospect in the UFC better than AJ McKee. Okay, maybe Volkanovsky is better than maybe Max Holloway is better than him, but you'll find you'll struggle to find names after that that are better than AJ McKee. This guy is legit. What is he 17, 18, and all something like that. He is absolutely brilliant. And whoever wins this fight is is one of the best featherweights in the world. Maybe you can say a Max. Maybe you can say Volkanovsky, But I don't think after that there's an argument for anyone nearly. These guys. This this is a fight. This is a UFC title level fight. This is a, a top five UFC level fight. It's an absolutely brilliant fight. And it's kind of like a juxtaposition between the, 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 the two styles as well. Because McKee is more of a... It, like he, he's a finisher as well as we saw with the the McKee team that he landed the last, uh, uh, which uh, which people have to be um have to be careful of if he's jumping to the ground on submissions and things as well. But he's a more dynamic striker um a dynamic fighter from the outside and not you know that's not necessarily better or worse it's it's fantastic in, in his way and but they're very different fighters and i'm looking forward to that fight couple of it's when i i think it's happening in june-ish if i'm not mistaken i don't know exactly but it's, it's a few months away
1: anyway so we'll talk about it more when it comes up but it's great to see a, a tournament actually come together yeah. <laughs> M- mini tournament yeah. usually it's a recipe for disaster and uh <laughs> but we, we we ended up with a brilliant final you know uh, couldn't you couldn't have planned it better um you know, this is one of the biggest fights I can I can remember, um, anticipation-wise for me anyway, uh, uh, in a long, long time in Bellator. Maybe the rematch of of uh, Chandler and and Alvarez. Maybe yeah. I'm maybe I'm maybe I'm forgetting something. But the, the only one I is... can
0: think of, and it wasn't a great fight, was Musasi versus Lima. That was the one I was looking forward to an awful lot. I thought that'd be a good fight, but uh,
1: yeah, yeah. Oh, there's more to, to to this fight for me, like uh, yeah, the amount really, yeah. questions we're going to have answered about AJ McKee as well, just. Uh, <laughs> You know, it's, it's just, it's really hard to know how this fight's going to look and how it's going to go. And I, I'm, I'm just really looking forward to it. Hopefully it can, you know, stay together as well. Like, obviously, uh, you know, this is, this is you know, for the hardcores, this is a fight that everybody's going to be watching. This is a, this is definitely a huge fight. And, you know, for AJ McKee, if he can, like, you know, remain undefeated and, and beat Patricky Pitbull and be the champion in Bellator, you know, like it's going to be, it's going to be hard to dislodge him from there.
0: Patricio people even. Yeah, and that reminds me oh, of Patricio P- P- <laughs> people that's fighting um, Peter Coelho coming up. That fight is is back on again. So that's I believe that's on the James Galler Apache Mix card, which is on the uh, the same card as the the title fight in that division as well, if I'm not 100% mistaken. But those fights are all definitely happening anyway, so I'm looking forward to seeing that. But, yeah, like this is the best fight Bellator can put on. And it's weird because I was I was watching uh, just the start of the fight last night, just as they were kind of coming out and stuff. And you know, people always ask uh, or or have asked like four or five times before in the Q and A, like, oh, who, who, how do you pick who you root for in fights, and you know, and uh, I've always been very very. Even before I started covering MMA, because I kind of came into the sport as someone who likes the sport more than like a single fighter. And a lot of people came in and they liked, you know, uh, Chuck or they like Lesnar or they like Rousey or they like McGregor. And they've been kind of a diehard fan like that. I I kind of started as, you know, someone who loves the sport. So I very rarely watch fights and go, I hope this guy wins or I hope this uh, lady wins or whatever way it might be. But watching that fight last night, and not not against Emmanuel Sanchez or anything, but I was like, "Fuck it!" I hope Pitbull wins just because I want to see the AJ McKee fight, and that was that was the only reason. I was like, I wasn't like all oh, hoping, you know, that Emmanuel Sanchez gets hurt or that Emmanuel Sanchez doesn't win or anything. But like, I really, really wanted to see that fight. And I was like, don't put it off and don't, you know, let it happen further down the line. And if Sanchez versus uh, McKee be a good fight, well, you know, absolutely. But oh, we just needed that fight, and we're getting it. And um, yeah, as you said, for Bellator, it's it's. Look, uh, I saw a lot of people saying it's lucky and it came together. It's not. You know, they designed it this way and it came off. So, absolutely fair bet. Must give huge credit to Bellator uh, for that. Um, <laughs> before we get into the rest of the card, let's. Here is uh, here is the kind of. The, you can
1: talk about the TV deal. Oh, yeah, <laughs> God. Oh, no.
0: I don't want to. I, I actually don't want to. I. Um, I oh, God. So, <laughs> so the, the Bellator TV deal. Uh, in a, so, look, we've talked about the iPlayer thing before where it is, is uh, on on a stream in the UK. And if it was on BBC1 or BBC2, it would absolutely be huge. But either way, it's on a stream. It would be better if it was on YouTube or on somewhere else. It's it's grand on. No problem. People in the UK can watch it. I know there was one or two issues with it last night, but not in major. I talked to a few people and they said, yeah, once I got it on, it was working 1080p or whatever it was for the whole thing. Absolutely perfect. So no, no issues with that. Um... It look they're blown away out of proportion what it is. So we can we talked about that before. If you want to listen to that, we did a mini Patreon about it, and we did another one this week uh, about the uh, the Virgin deal as well in Ireland. But the the issue last night with this card, and I saw a few people asking me, but the I'm not going on too much of a rant about this, right? Because my reason behind this, I've done it for years and done it. You know, <laughs> we we've talked about it enough, um, and I think at this stage people. Are Bellator fans in Ireland for two reasons, right? They tune in for Crosby, uh, Queely, Gallagher, uh, Franz Malambo, Paul Redmond, who are although Paul Redmond's not even in uh, Bellator anymore, but you know what I mean? The Irish people, um, Sinead Cavanaugh, which we might get to in, a, in a few minutes as well, <laughs> but uh, those fights are probably going to be on Virgin Media too, so that's perfect, no, no trouble with that, right? Grand, um. And the other people who watch Bellator are, like, dirty, rotten, hardcores like us. So if you're a dirty, rotten, hardcore like us, you know how to get Bellator, right? So I'm not going to point it out for you. We we know, you know how to get, we've had for long enough, we've known how to get Bellator. Or I'm sure the next morning, if you want to get Bellator and you didn't bother sending up for it, you can get
1: it, right? so there's very if you're any any kind of mma fan you you've kind of had to (laughs) learn these things there's no just have you
0: know for the last few years if you're any mma fan and say the mcgregor era there there hasn't been that much okay bellator maybe a while back and it's not that long ago but like there are like you know a lot of
1: people don't have bt sports package you know it is very expensive for what it is Mm -hmm. if you're if you're not a soccer fan if you're not a football fan it's pretty you know it's not great yeah so a lot of people who are just MMA fans maybe don't want to pay that, and, you know, uh, yeah, recent fans maybe, you know, mm-hmm. um, a lot of them maybe, but as you said, over the years, if, if you wanted to watch shows, you needed to be able to, you know, find, find these websites. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, so like, the be- Bellator for years, and I not, maybe not now as much, but Bellator for years forced people to do that. Because it wasn't on anywhere. You could not get it. The only way to watch Bellator Live is to stream it illegally. It was the only way to do it. Now, I never did that personally. I always flew to America, and I know you did as well, Graham. And we watched <laughs> it over there. So, we, But with coronavirus now, that's not possible. So, you know. but So, where, where the event was last night, and going forward, where I'm sure a lot of events are going to be, hopefully, apart from the ones with the Irish people on them, uh, it was Virgin Media Sport. So... Virgin Media Sport is available uh, to people who ha- already have a Virgin Media account, Um, mostly people who have either Virgin Broadband or Virgin Media TV. Now, I live in one of the biggest towns in Ireland, the biggest town in, in the, what is it, the third biggest county in Ireland, and Virgin Media is not available here, so... I, I someone told me they had a twenty five percent market share Virgin Media for for broadband or something like that. So the, the, you know how many of those people have the sport? How many people are going to be watching Bellator? How many people are going to be stayed up at three a.m.? There's a very 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 small audience for this. Of people who can actually even get it. Now I, th- I talked to Virgin again yesterday. And they told me there is a package which you can get. Which anyone in the country can get. Even though I went into the website and they told me I can't get it. But apparently it was an issue with the website. That costs €20 Euro a month for the Sports Anywhere pack. Now. That is basically just Bellator. Because the okay the Champions League is on that. Someone told me they're losing the Champions League like rights. Or the rights are coming up. And the Champions League rights are free anyway. If you have Virgin Media 2, Which everyone in the country has. So. You're basically paying €20 euro a month for Bellator unless you're in the middle of a big city uh, where you can get the Virgin Broadband and get it on the cheaper rate or for free, I think, with with some packages. So this is basically, for someone like me, or for, for other people as well, it's impossible to get. Like, you literally, you, you either pay €20 euro a month, or for some people in some areas, you can't even get it. Um, it's it's just a terrible, terrible deal when it's on virgin media sports now when it's on virgin media too and i uh, last night on virgin media too at 2 at 2am there was tele shopping on there was nothing there was li- there was literally fucking blank screen on uh, they could have put it there but they decided not to uh, and now that whose fault is that is that virgin media or is it bellator i would say mostly virgin media but we went through this once before, where Bellator were blaming everyone else, and they were like, "Oh, we've been trying, and we want them." So you have to give Bellator a little bit of the blame as well. Um, it's it's one of those deals that is twinged with. Fantast- a fantastic deal twinge with a terrible deal at the same time. So <laughs> it depends week in, week out. And I couldn't get an answer for them. I had to fucking send the the the, uh, the Virgin Media Twitter a DM to find out where the fucking card was on. And they eventually tweeted it like after the weigh at like 12 o'clock the night before to say if it was on Virgin Media 2 or Virgin Media Sport. Like that's what you're getting here with Bellator. Now, look... I'm not going to continue going and rants about this. If you want to find Bellator and you don't uh, don't have Virgin Media Sport, go and fucking find it. You know, basically, I'm I'm not doing their work for them anymore. I'm just, I'm sick of it down through the years. It's, uh, <clears throat> you know, the Sky deal for me was great. For a lot of people, I know they didn't like it because the Sky is expensive and everything like that. But it's, we're not, we just can't go through this again with Bellator. I... I just don't have the heart for it. I don't have the energy for it anymore. Uh, So yeah. Look. It's going to be on Virgin Media Sport. Most people are not going to be able to watch it. Probably seven people watched it last night on Virgin Media Sport. If we're being honest about it. Uh, And because of that. The audience isn't actually that big for it. So why are we putting so much... Uh, effort into it, and we look. We're doing it because it's it's the fights, and we'll we'll put it into the fights and stuff. But when we're talking about the broadcast and and things like that, it's just not for me. Well, what do you? Have, what broadband do you have? Do you have Virgin Broadband or what's the crack?
1: Um, uh, I don't even know what broadband provider uh, it is. I think it probably is Virgin, but uh, I can get uh, a free sign. Send, send us out your sign in there. <laughs> I'm not I'm not sure what it is. To be honest, you, can, oh yeah, you can't get use... Virgin
0: Sports and Sky as well. That's another thing. Yeah, if you have Sky, you can't thing, get it. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah, so yeah, that's, that's pretty annoying. But uh, yeah, um as you said, you know, if there was if there was something else on on Virgin Virgin Two uh, at that time, some other like you know, sporting event or something that's gonna <laughs> bring viewers rather than like you know, telemarketing is uh, I don't know. It seems like maybe that was paid for in advance or something, and that's a lot or whatever, and they can't change it or whatever, but. Going forward, if they have nothing on, I don't see why they wouldn't put Bellator, Bellator on like live sport is like you know one of the only things that people will actually tune into TV for live. Mm-hmm. Uh, won't just DVR or or Sky Plus or whatever. Um, yeah, so that's strange. I don't know why that is. Maybe it's because it's all kind of already arranged, and maybe going forward they'll be able to they'll be able to show more on Virgin. Um, the virgin channels that people actually have that most people actually have so it could it could end up working out if that happens like you know that seems to be common sense to, to, to me and to, to most people but
0: for Virgin as well though like if you have nothing yeah. on at three o'clock why wouldn't you exactly, put on Bellator yeah. when,
1: people n- will tune in for live sport like that's yeah. pretty much like people aren't going to like tune in for well maybe some people like are addicted to telemarketing or something but I don't see that being a <laughs> being much of an audience you know what I mean and they, um, they can
0: you know people will record it and watch it in the morning as well which I know a lot of people do with Bellator. and but with Friday night fights as well let's say you know you have your fucking uh, <laughs> whatever show is like an Emmerdale or East Inders or whatever the fuck they have on TV3 and you put Bellator tonight it's starting at 11 o'clock you watch it on BT Sports or um, Virgin Media 2 like lads on a Friday night you know are gonna send the missus and the kids off to bed and go right I'm watching this and maybe they'll fall asleep watching it and you look it doesn't matter to to Virgin Media they still get their uh <laughs> their viewer but people are going to do that because a Friday night is a great time for MMA in Ireland or in the UK. Because people are willing to stay up a little bit later on a Friday night because they're not going to be wrecked on a Sunday and then wrecked on a Monday. It's a, just a little bit easier and a little bit better. Um, so, like, they, it's just all the time. They always do the wrong thing. Like, <laughs> Bellator, they just do the wrong thing so much and have the wrong deal. And it feels like they're just happy to get on anywhere. And there's, oh, I don't know. But anyway, I'm finished with it. I'm not talking about it anymore. Probably will, but, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll leave it. We'll park it there. Um... Let's go get down through the rest of this card so Graham. Jason Jackson versus Neiman Gracie, my boy Team She and Jason Jackson would have a fantastic win here. Absolutely no doubt about it. Didn't scrape by didn't get kind of a little bit lucky at the Jackson's cards and all. But he deserved this one. I like the the whole thing about this fight is right. Do
1: you think he actually did deserve it though? I actually think he did. I think I did he, as well. I think you he- yeah, I thought the first and the third were Me his. Uh, the first was very, very, very close, but I think John McCarthy kind of might have swayed a lot of people. Yeah. You know, he's a very respectable voice, and he seemed, you know, I know that about it. Fucking Gracie round or whatever. Yeah, I thought like at the time when he said that, I was like, really? Yeah, I don't uh, know about that. Maybe you know, I rewatch that round. I haven't rewatched it, but yeah. at the time I was, I, I had it the other way. Like I wasn't paying, you know, I wasn't watching it to score it, and I haven't gone back and watched it. I was just watching it to enjoy it and, like, you know, see what was going to happen, but. Uh, yeah, I was, uh, yeah, I thought uh, he actually won but uh, obviously I, if I go back and watch it I might have a different opinion
0: I think the first round was the clearest round but the the, the problem with Big John and uh, like some people hate Big John's um, commentary which I found out on Twitter this week you can't question his judging commentary it's absolutely fantastic but I think here when you, we've been at fights like this before, even, uh, I don't know if you were there, I think you are, but the, the Norman Park fight. Well, you can't question fight. it. You, no, you can't like, question here, it. Here, here, you're saying idea. it's a
1: definite yeah. round for Gracie. Yeah, but it's, it's
0: no, not. my point here is, right, this was a fight where, okay, so if people didn't watch it, Jason Jackson was, like, in the middle of a scramble with Neiman Gracie and he hit his eye-slash-face off the cage and, like, tore it along the cage um, cheese, I mean, grated, his yeah, eye, cheese gonna... grated his eye out, and it was very sore looking and he basically s- kind of stopped fighting and he was like to the ref and to Grace he's like oh my face is I need the doctor or whatever you know and they, le- they let the fight go on and then Gracie kind of got into the back yeah, or something um, like that, yeah. And then the they they got the didn't get the, close, no, yeah. I didn't get close any. But they got the so my point is, before we got to the scoring round, they got the referee in, and there was a big hoopla, and they spent like two a minute and a half, maybe two minutes, like talking about, oh no, he's hurt, is the fight going to end, is what whatever's happening. And I feel like when you're there live, especially because I've been in that position before, you kind of lose track of what happened before. And John McCarthy's on the mic and he's talking about it and he's like doing analysis of what's going on. It's a mad situation there. If you're just a referee, okay, a different story. Or if you're just a judge, a different story. But when you're commentating on it, you're trying to look at it, you're trying to judge it all at the same time from John McCarthy's point of view... There's, I, I would definitely lend him away with that one. I know, what look, it wasn't a, the most clear, clear round ever, but look, for John McCarthy to say that, and I think they want him to give a score after every round and he's kind of forced to give a score. I'd say if you watch that back again, though, he'd definitely give it to Jackson. Like, Jackson landed way more shots um, on the feet at the start. The, the thing as well with that one where he, he got hurt against the cage, the referee didn't call that as a foul, so if you're a judge, you have to call the effect of that as... A Neiman Gracie kind of strike or whatever, but well, like, he kind
1: of did it to himself, though. No, he kind he of did, yeah. he, instead of putting his hand out, he put his hand to try and fight uh, Gracie's hands and kind of had no, and then kind of forced his own face. It was kind of a strange one, you know. He kind of did it to himself.
0: Yeah, it was. Look, I think anyway, though. Like he he did that. Gracie was moving around. He didn't get near to a submission. Basically, didn't land any strikes. The fight got back up to the and Jackson hit him three or four times again. Like, I. <sighs> If, uh, if you scored uh, him hit himself against the cage as like a near fight ending thing which it kind of was I suppose maybe you can see it for Gracie but other than that I think he won it and for the rest of the fight for the whole fight like I I, I know you're not supposed to score it this way and it's a 10-9 month system and all or 10-point month system but if you look at Neiman Gracie or think back on that fight did he get the closest submission once? No. Did he land a big shot at any stage during the whole, that whole 15 minutes? I would say no as well like it's, when
1: they pulled up the significant strikes, I was like, "What? Yeah. That's not what happened." <laughs>
0: Who's <laughs> this, counting them? Yeah, but it probably was. He was probably like hitting him in you know from the bottom and hitting him in the legs and stuff. It's those strike stats are fucking ridiculous. Like it's
1: poking just, him in the ribs.
0: Yeah, it's just stupid. But uh, yeah, look, I think if you look at that first uh, minute and a half of that fight, or however long it was before he cheese grated his face off the cage. Um, jason jackson was going to walk that fight i i genuinely think he was going to knock him out in the first maybe four or five minutes um he was just a different level neiman he couldn't really take him down and get it to the ground or anything and then do you think he uh, engaged doesn't... a little bit too much he though did, with I
1: the, think, yeah. yeah i think so Like he did well like you know in taking him down but it, it was always he was always kind of in jeopardy there and obviously got stuck in like a, a leg triangle from the bottom in the, the last round and uh, i don't know um I think if he had kept it on the feed, he probably you know would have had a good chance of the finish.
0: Yeah, it was, he's probably, it was probably his worst performance in recent fights, but he goes on and he gets the win anyway, and he called for a title shot. I'd love to see him fight MVP. I think Scott Coker said last night they're doing a welterweight title fight, and Jason Jackson won't be part of it, so does that mean they're doing Lima versus... Um, versus mvp or what i, I know the build our rankings come on i don't have them in front of me at the moment but uh i don't know i don't know what else is gonna be. i know um what's his name Yakalev, yankalev or whatever his name is the other lad is around there as well maybe he's uh he's getting in it but uh yeah I'm looking forward I, actually we're on like the whole madness of the stuff as well did you see your man losing his finger the other day over in cffc oh
1: yeah fuck's sake yeah it's horrible
0: yeah, so if, if people that have been living under a rock, there was a CFFC fight, um, the guy got his hand kicked, and he immediately like went to his hand, and he's like, oh fuck, and he was, you know, sometimes when you get, you see guys get broken hands or stuff, they kind of catch it, and he was doing that, and he kind of, you know, he could kind of feel it, and he, the round ended, and he went back to his uh, corner, and then they were like oh yeah grand and then he came out and he fought again but then the fight went to the ground and his opponent like pulled the glove up over the broken finger which pulled the finger into the glove and like forced it back now it looked the, the picture when it showed after the second round when they got back to the corner when the fight was stopped it looked like the finger was gone. It looked like the finger was severed because it was like a compound fracture and you could see the bottom half of the bone inside. Uh, th- this is going to... We're going to be an, exp- uh, an ex- expletive podcast on, uh, on SoundCloud afterwards. But anyway, um, it, it and from that point on, they didn't know where the finger was. They were like, where's his finger gone? It was stuck in the glove. You couldn't really see it. And they didn't actually know it was there until they got back to the hospital afterwards. Um the cffc president like came on the broadcast and he was like oh we know where the finger is we have it never was like looking for his finger and stuff um but i don't think he knew and he kind of came on the broadcast it was kind of bullshit in his way but they went back there's a great video of it up from the cffc on their uh, on their youtube where they cut off the uh, glove and you see the the finger kind of coming out it's not as bad as it sounds i don't think um it was a bad compound fracture and obviously a horrendous injury, but his finger was still on. They were able to like put it back into place. They were able to sort back on. So it wasn't, you know, he didn't get a severed finger. He got a broken finger and it was a nasty, nasty injury. Uh, but that's a okay.
1: really badly broken finger. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah terribly broken finger, but uh, I think he'd be okay. I think it's not one of these things where I don't think he'll ever fight again or anything like that. And hey, look, if you go from severed finger to broken Sean, finger. Sean, G so. reacts
1: to, to severed finger, merely a f- flesh wound.
0: <laughs> not that bad. <laughs> that was a weird thing Uh, we're so I think we're so fucking conditioned to madness in MMA now I saw a fucking badly broken finger I was like oh good (laughs) i not too bad sure be a grad be a grad but uh yeah I could have been worse I could have been been worse (laughs) he could have lost his hand uh but yeah fair play to him anyway um right run through the rest of the spell cards Tyrell Fortune went out took Jack
1: May down and beat the shit out of him did you enjoy the the Mayday Mayday of the, go- the uh, commentary yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. it wasn't the best was it? They, they had one good Easter uh, like uh, he came back from nowhere or something like that so that was, uh, that was pretty good but uh yeah not great uh, i like oh yeah what do you think is all well about goldberg speaking of commentary they're, they're after getting rid of goldberg which uh this is pure speculation i have no insight or anything but i would guess that's a showtime thing i would guess showtime would not want mike goldberg on their uh on their tv screens and probably would want more or because they have him for the boxing everything like that what, what do you think of goldie being gone
1: yeah, um, I don't know. He doesn't really bring much to the broadcast. I know he's like been around for a long time. A lot of people like him, but uh, uh, I was very sick of him by the time uh, he left the UFC. Uh, to be honest, so uh, I don't know. Um is a bit hit and miss. You know, sometimes he can be very good. Uh, I think you know, obviously Showtime like him. Uh, he's already there. Uh, it, it does make sense. Um, you know, maybe they. I don't know. Maybe they bring Goldberg back for for other shows but uh i don't think so i don't think i don't think he brings much to the broadcast i don't think there's any real reason to bring him back
0: yeah I like it might sound what,
1: harsh but yeah. it, it is what it is
0: when he left the ufc i was like oh no i'm gonna miss him and stuff and i have you know i've always liked anik and i like the new guys they brought in but as the kind of years and done and as he's been in bellator i'm kind of like i i don't mind goldberg because goldberg he actually kind of stays quiet and lets the um, co-commentator speak a lot during the fights himself, so I've I don't have much problem with him during the fights. It's kind of outside of the fights. He's very cartoonish and stuff. But you know we're we're used to him. I think as MMA fan, so it's not that bad. And um, you can get a lot worse than Mike Goldberg. So I'm I'm sad to see him go in one way because who are they gonna bring in and how bad is it gonna be? Um. But if it's Mauro for all the fights, that's definitely an upgrade from Bellator or from Goldberg, I think. Now, a lot of people don't like Mauro as well, but sure, look, a lot of people don't like me either. But sure, look, these things happen to me. Um, the one thing about Goldberg, though, I will say, if he is gone and if, if this is it for Mike Goldberg, hashtag MMA Retirements. There's, I've never met someone, and I, I met Goldberg, and I, we were, I, I know a lot of the lads were, were kind of talking to him around and uh, because he'd been in Ireland a lot uh, due to Bellator being here a few times. I've never met someone who loves MMA and their place in MMA as much as Mike Goldberg. Like, Mike Goldberg... Absolutely loves being my Goldberg. You know, I I remember one we were we were uh, inside the pub one time, and one uh, an unnamed lad was there, and uh, he had a few drinks in him, right? And he was like, "Well, I go over and say hello to Goldberg." And we were like, "Ah, no, I let him alone. No, you know, he's he's having a few drinks with his, you know, his friends or his family or whoever was name there with him." him. Name him. not <laughs> people probably get it. He'd probably name himself, but um. We were like, no, no, no. And then he was like, all right, I want butter And then like an hour later, after like four or five more points, he went out to the toilet. And on the way back in, he went up to Goldberg. And like... He started talking to me and we were like, oh shit, oh, he's, I hope he's not annoying him or anything. And like I walked out then afterwards or up to get a drink or something. And like Goldberg was like holding him in to keep him talking. To like talk about MMA and talk about stuff down through the Like he absolutely loved it. And Goldberg staying around for like fucking five or six hours talking to fans. And just having to crack with people around the place. And like I, I noticed that every time. I saw him at events, and every time you know people would go up to him and stuff, he loved it, and he timed for everyone. And you know, a lot of people can say what they want about Mike Goldberg and his, you know, him being a little bit annoying and stuff, but he he seems like a nice lad to people who have never met him before, and he he loves it, he absolutely loves it. So you know, I, Mike Goldberg kind of went up in my estimation after seeing him around the place. So you know, a little, I'm sad for the the, the man himself because he seems like a a nice lad, but sure, look. These things happen in MMA, Graham, as, as they say, as broken fingers, people getting, you know, fucking cheese-rated against cages, people getting sacked. It, it just happens. It just happens. Um, yeah, anyway, Usman Nurmagomedov, Marty Nurmagomedov, as I started to call him, against Mike Hamill. Mike Hamill was, like, the perfect opponent for Marty. He was, like, oh, he, he came forward, he walked into all his punches. He got taken down a couple of times. Didn't pose that much of like a power wrist to him. Uh Marty got tired and th- I'm I'm gonna continue calling him Marty because it's my funny. Uh he got very tired, I thought, in the third round, which is something that you can kind of look at uh going forward for him if he's gonna be fighting five round fights and things like that. But that pace that Hamill set was a big pace, he had unbel- <laughs> unbelievable cardio, um took a lot of damage, looked strong the whole way through as well, but got absolutely destroyed. By Nurmagomedov here. What, what did you think of, uh, of Usman Nurmagomedov, Graham?
1: Yeah, as like you said, it was a it was a nice style matchup there for him. Uh, you know, uh, he definitely looks like he, he he's, he's a good fighter, but he, we're going to have to see a you know a much higher level of competition before we can really see where he's at. But for what he you know for the guy that's in front of him, he you know he dominated everywhere and easily won a decision. But uh, you know, as you say, it's not really the as you said, it's not really the the toughest test he's he's faced or he's gonna face.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna say something about Nurmagomedov that's probably never been said about Nurmagomedov before. But he needs to add in a little bit more wrestling. I, <laughs> I think you know I don't think he wrestles enough. He loves his striking, and they said that in the commentary as well that he ra- rather striking than wrestling. But I think if he added in you know. a few takedowns and a bit of ground and pound, maybe
1: he's trying to develop you know his his game outside of wrestling, and he, yeah, he thinks he can always fall back on that as as he you know needs to as he goes up the rankings. But you know, uh, yeah, may, 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 you know, just because he has a Nurmagomedov um, Nirm- name doesn't mean that you know he's going to be a completely dominant wrestler. Maybe, maybe it's a case that you know he's he's not on the level uh, wrestling wise. But I suspect it's more of a it's more of a trying to get you know time uh, in other realms of the the game in in while he's coming up.
0: Yeah, they said on the broadcast that he started off more as a striker. You know, in fucking Dagestan, they have boxing and Muay Thai and wrestling. Whatever you want to do, you can do it. So, uh, you know, he kind so of... So there's no,
1: there's no bears in his childhood.
0: Uh, yeah, fake bears that didn't actually happen. Remember, Probably probably not, yeah. But, um, yeah, I thought he was good. I, like, my, my whole thing about the wrestling is if he had added in two takedowns in that fight in the first two rounds i don't think he would have got as tired as he looked in the third round and you know if you are looking at your future career you're going to be coming up against guys like this especially in bellator they have a lot of you know tough nosed uh guys who will keep coming for days um so uh yeah i think that's something he needs to adjust a little bit but a very good performance he's lovely straight shots lovely kicks to the body um, I thought I thought he was going to land a flying knee against Mike Hamill just because he was so open for it, and he threw kind of he didn't try uh, try a trust any, but it was like he stepped in out of the. S- uh, orthodox position into his favorite southpaw position and like lifted the right knee up and it came up and hit Hamilton and I like oh he nearly landed it there but uh yeah he he has all the shots he's very very good and I'm looking forward to seeing what he does next and he he's one of those lads as well at 12 and you can definitely see adjustments that can be made so a very very good prospect um after a kana wantanabe in a close fight against Alejandro Lara split decision in that one Pretty fun fight. Not the highest level of MMA, I wouldn't say, but uh, Wanton Abbey goes to 10-0, and 0, so she's right there yeah. thereabouts at 125 pounds. Faced some
1: adversity in the first round as well. Uh, yeah. You know, got hit with a few shots, lost the first round and managed to, you know, come back and win on all cards. So, landed yeah, rock a rock good... bottom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, landed a rock bottom, went full pro wrestling in the middle of it. Um, yeah, so, like, it's a good... Uh, uh, a good fight uh, a good learning curve as you're, as you're coming up um, wasn't the best fight but yeah
0: no not 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 fantastic uh,
1: Magomed Magomedov though in uh, against CJ
0: Hamilton he like well, well, I've talked a lot about Magomed Magomedov and over the last few weeks after Peter Yan fought and things and I think did I do him in a rewatch I think I did Maybe I didn't, or maybe I just went back and watched it. But I watched these two fights against Pereyean anyway, and this guy is legit. Moves to eighteen and one now, and that only losses to Pereyean, who he also beat. He's <clears throat> wrestling is. It's just brilliant. Now his striking is not the best still in the world. I think he's improved his jiu-jitsu a lot. But his wrestling is just so good. And he's just so relentless. I thought CJ Hamilton did well in the first round. Uh, just to kind of wrestle with him. And to transition with him. But he just wore him down. You know, that big suplex towards the end of the first round. I think just told CJ Hamilton's like yeah you can only transition for so long. Before you get fucking decapitated here. And uh, <coughs> Mega, Medov- Mega Medov. has managed to do that in the second round. With the rear naked choke. Just a fantastic win. Are yeah, you as high in him as I am, Graham?
1: Yeah, well, I think uh, yeah, you talked about his record there. His only loss against Yarn, who he has a win over. So, you know, you can't really argue with that. He comes in, destroys CJ Hamilton, who, you know, as you said, he's another kind of tough-nosed uh, all-go guy. And, you know, he did his very best, but he was just completely outclassed. And uh, I don't I don't think there, there was much doubt about it going in, who was going to win that fight. And I think, you know... Uh, he, you know, the sky's the limit for, for Magomedov here. Like, uh, I'd love to see the Peter Yan fight again, but you know, he's in Bellator uh, selfishly. I always want to see all these guys, um, you know, uh, fight the best guys, but, uh, You know, in terms of Bellator's rankings, he's gonna be a a big problem for the hundred thirty five pound division. He's he's absolutely brilliant.
0: Yeah, and I see he's ranked below James Gallagher in the ranking, so yeah, that that'd be a fun fight, but uh it's a fucking tough fight for James Gallagher. It's a fucking very tough fight, yeah. (laughs)
1: Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be campaigning for that fight.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I'd be like, I might move to one (laughs) forty five.
1: I don't think anybody
0: in Bellator is going to be campaigning no, for Might of Made uh, They'll be like, ah, leave him alone. Let, let him do his own devices there. But, uh, yeah, we're a very good win. Um, Mandel Nalo got the first round Superman Punch win as well. Uh, Khalid Morozayev got a win. Chris Gonzalez got a submission to strikes. I, I uh, Oh, yeah, that was against Roger Huerta. Yeah, so Roger Huerta came out and lost the first two rounds. Then came out and was winning the third round. Yeah. Um, got taken down, gave up his back, I believe, Hit one or two shots and then tapped to strikes. And I think, look, this is one of those things as a person who would never have the balls to ever fight again, I'm like, this is a smart thing to do. You know, he lost the first two rounds. He was only going, it was only going to get worse here. There was what, two minutes left in the third round. But I guarantee you, maybe they won't say it or maybe they'll hear me saying it and they'll give out about me. But I guarantee you, there's fighters talking about this and they're like, he gave up. He threw in the towel on himself, and he gave up in the last couple of minutes of this fight. And it's one of those things like where I think it's a smart thing to do to give up in that situation, but he definitely gave up. What, what did you think of this uh, this fight, in Ingram?
1: Yeah, like you know, he's been around a long time. He was kind of like a you know a big prospect in the UFC a long time ago, and uh, he probably you know knows his uh, his body's not really doing. Or he's not able to do what he was, was able to do in the past, and you know he came in. And, turned around and kind of gave it his all and it wasn't enough. And, you know, um, he did just, you know, there's no doubt about it. He just, you know, said, okay, I'm done, gave up. Uh, But as you said, it (laughs) it seemed to be only going one way. And he seemed to, he seemed to know that once he kind of gave it his all and it didn't, didn't work out. I think, yeah, he, he knew the, 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 he was just going to eat damage. So like from a, you know, from a fighter from a fighter safety and future point of view is a very good decision, but, you know, it's a rare decision. We we talk about um, corners not, or uh, corners not throwing in the tail, or not calling it off. Um, It's even more rare to see a fighter tap out like that. You know, sometimes you see a guy that's just overwhelmed and, uh, you know, just uh, eating strike after strike after strike and taps out because the ref doesn't stop it. But this was just, this was different. You know, this was... This was a guy who knew he was done. Uh, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if if that's the end of him. You know, that's yeah. it, that's it. you know he probably came to a realization that he's he's not up to it anymore.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it reminded me a little bit of um, Chris Lieben that time. I know Chris came back because everyone comes back in MMA, but Rogers had this a couple of times before. Uh...
1: GSP came back pretty well from it, you know, <laughs> against Matt Sarah.
0: Well, yeah, that's, but, but that's different. Uh, t- I think tapping yeah. the strikes is a different thing to tapping the fucking no strikes, basically. But, uh, yeah, look. Uh, and the other three fights, you know, I was actually flying to America to watch the car during these. But uh, Jose Augusto Aviedo won, Ra- Roman Fernando won, and jo- uh, Jordan Newman got a good win as well to go to 3 He's a really top uh, wrestling prospect there. So, good night all around for, uh, for Bellator. Um... Uh, oh, as well. Before we move on, they they announced uh, Chris Cyborg versus Leslie Smith, and I see Sinead Kavanaugh today is uh, is not too happy about it. Hold on, let me just uh, let me just have a quick look at the tweet you sent me there earlier on. Utter harsh, shit, swift kick to the face. Cyborg punch bag for the night. So <laughs> Sinead Kavanaugh not holding back much there. Uh, yeah, it's a ridiculous fight to make, to be honest. Like especially when you have someone like Sinead Kavanaugh who is there, who is a new legit challenger for cyborg now you
1: know. if they could do it in ireland do you think it would have happened mm,
0: that's a fair point yeah because they've talked about that before and i i believe uh Chris, um Corker, when he says that so maybe they're waiting and trying to get a fight but like there's there's going to be no fights in ireland for next year and i can't see that uh so mm. you know yeah
1: but you know uh that will be a very big fight you know cyborg is a you know a name that transcends hardcore mma yeah. um and, you know, an Irish woman going in there, people, you, people could get behind that, you know, if it was, it could get TV coverage, it could be a big event in the three arena, you know, that, that's probably what they're thinking there, you know, uh, obviously it's just up in the air with the pandemic, like it's been going on for, for so long. People are talking about the, the vaccines fixing things, but I don't know how quickly that's going to be. And, uh, you know, uh, for Sinead, obviously she wants to go in there and, you know, fight for the title or fight the cyborg. And, um, She's obviously disappointed, but in terms of you know, uh, Bellator, I think it makes sense not to do it in a pandemic.
0: Yeah, it's a tough one because if you're waiting for that and you're waiting on Ireland, you'll be fucking waiting. You know, maybe you can wait in America. Cause they seem to be doing a great job with the vaccines, the same in the UK and stuff, but. Ireland are like, if you're living outside of Ireland, and you don't know, like, we've been promised vaccines, and they say, oh, you know, 70% are gonna get their first vaccine by June and stuff, bullshit, that's never gonna fucking happen, so, like, <laughs> Ireland are in this for a long haul, and I can't see big events like that happening for, you know, till at least this time next year, to be honest, so, I, I don't know, like, this fight she just beat Leslie Smith so easily the first time and it was a little bit of an early stoppage I think but everyone knew which way it was going she was just destroying her um, and when there is a fresh, fresh match up there which people are calling for which you know, Cyborg herself has mentioned which um, you know, Sinead Cavanaugh wants and she's called for for years you just make that fight, I, I think. Man, look, if they want to wait for Ireland and see, fine. But I don't know. This fight just does nothing for anyone. I don't think Leslie Smith is just going to get destroyed again. Cyborg is going to pick up another easy win. And look, I suppose, if you want to move it on like that, fair enough. But uh, yeah. I'm, I'm you not know, if they give Sinead fight. a nice
1: matchup, send her in there, get her a payday. And then, you know, a Virgin Media deal. This could be on, like, a lot of a lot of homes. Could be covered, covered on, um, you know equivalent of tv3 what used to be tv3 like is available in pretty much all homes so you know i I can understand why they're waiting and i think if if um if there was no if they had shows planned in ireland and they were they weren't they they gave leslie smith it would be an outrage but yeah it's like you know nobody's looking to nobody wants to see that again you know um (laughs) really but um under the circumstances, if that's the reasoning, then it, it makes sense to me. But with Bellator, maybe it's not the reasoning. Who knows? Yeah, um, I know.
0: <laughs> who knows what Bellator know. is always the guess, But yeah, we. We'll, who, uh, who knows at UFC? Who knows <laughs> at any <laughs> other promotion? Yeah, it's true. It's true. Um, right. Let's uh, quickly break down a few of the cards because we're running out of time here. But. Uh, one FC have a big card this weekend. I actually don't know where it's on. I must look it up. But anyway, um, Demetrius Shanson is fighting Adriano Morais for the one bantamweight championship, uh, and Eddie Alvarez is back as well, uh, fighting Yuri Lappicus, uh, who is uh, fourteen and one as well. It's always fun to to see Demetrius Shanson back, and you know, I did uh, a rewatch with him this week, uh, f- one of his recent fights over in um, over in One FC, and you know he looked good. He, he still looks the way he used to look. I know his opponents uh, at the weekend... I'm looking through his record. He doesn't really have any standout names of people that we do know. But when you you know, become the champion over there, you are fighting some good guys and things like that. And this fight was supposed to happen around this time last year. So it's happening now. And I think the plan when Dimitri Shanson went over there was to become... Uh, the champion at at this 135 pounds weight class, which is a weird non-weight cutting one, I don't don't know what they're doing over there, but um, it's always fun to see Demetrius Johnson back, isn't it Graham, and it's fun to see uh, Eddie Alvarez back as well, he's been, you know, you mentioned him earlier on, he's been a fun fighter around the place for years, and, you know, fighting Lapklus, who fought Christianine and lost a first round knockout in his, his last fight, but has some good wins, uh before that. Uh you know, it's it's good to see the two of them on the card and a good card for one FC to kind of pop backward, I suppose, and Brugrug as well on this card. And man, you know, I'm looking forward to it if if we can watch it.
1: <laughs> if we can watch it. Yeah. Um I always love watching Demetrius Johnson fight. He's just obviously one of if not the best fighter in the world. Like he's so well rounded. He's you know, he, he obviously because he's small, he's super quick, but he uh, these guys are super quick, but he's extra quick, you know. He, he some of the some of the things he he did in fights, like what was it that like kind of suplex armbar? Yeah, mousetrap. Just, camp. just, yeah, yeah. The mousetrap. Uh, he's just, you know, uh, he's just extremely top level guy, and he's always a, uh, he's always in, um, you know. Uh, People, a lot of people don't like the the lighter weight guys, maybe because they can't get finishes as much or or they can't hit as hard. But you know, Demetrius Johnson is always entertaining. He he finishes when he can. You know, he's he's going for finishes with one second to go and getting them. You know, he he's he's a joy to watch. Really, um, obviously, the level of competition and kind of obscurity in in one FC isn't isn't good, isn't ideal at all. But. Um, you know, hopefully one day he can he can come back to the UFC because I'd lo- I'd love to see it. Like you know, Figueroa versus DJ would be would be absolutely brilliant. I'd love it. Like, but uh, maybe it wouldn't sell because, as I said, a lot of people aren't aren't into it. But uh, like, you know, if you could put that as a main event on a on a really big card, that that'd be that'd be uh, absolutely brilliant. I'd love to see that. But obviously he's in one FC for the moment. Uh, I saw some quotes that he has no plans to go back to to North America, but he said he never ruled it out. You know we'll see what happens in the future. So, yeah. you know, that's kind of lighter language than he's used before. So maybe he's coming around to maybe wanting to come back to, to, uh, relevance.
0: Yeah. I'd love to see it to be honest. I, I don't know. I feel like Demetri Shantan is one of these guys who will just retire one day and we'll never see him again. He, he seems to be happy enough with his life. Uh, you know, I don't think he's earned that much money in the world. So he'd probably have to go and get a job or go and work somewhere, you know, but, uh, it's, you know, he's a, he's just such a great fighter, and I'll always watch Demetrius Johnson fight, and I'll always, I'll always beat the Demetrius Johnson bandwagon. Do we not? He's just, he's
1: do, so we know, do we know how much one ONEFC are paying them? Or do no, they release? Their... Apparently,
0: pay them. They pay him well, but I don't know. You'd never know at 1FC. they just pull numbers out of the fucking anywhere. But they're big money, though. 1FC, they are big investment, an investment that's never going to go anywhere, you know. But they do have that big investment, so I'm sure he's getting paid pretty well. So. Yeah, hopefully he is, and he, he absolutely deserves it. Knowing the history of the sport has deserved it more. And we talked a lot about Jones and Ngannou, and we won't get into that again now because we'll be here all day. But uh, yeah, look, I'm looking forward to Demetrius Shansen. It's actually a big week in the world of MMA. There's lots of cards. Bellator 256 as well next Friday. Uh, Ryan Bader versus Leona Machida. Liz Carmouche is back. Uh, Jeremy Kindy versus Adam Kat Katsungano is back. Which if she wins that, you know, or even if she loses it, I think Sinead Cavanaugh will probably be calling that name maybe. Uh, Julia Budd as well is fighting here. Maybe that's another name that Sinead Cavanaugh might be uh, looking against. Diana Silva. Uh, Dina Av- Avsegarova, which is one of Bellator's big stars from in Russia, is fighting Tara Graff. Um, and there's some other people as well. On the card here, so not a bad, not a bad fight at all. I suppose the the uh, Ryan Bader Liotta, Machida fight, the, the rematch. If I'm not mistaken, then that the one where like Bader waded in and Liotta just caught him with a right hand inside and knocked him out. This is uh the 205 pounds um tournament of them, is it a tournament? I don't know. Maybe I think is it? I don't know. But uh, oh yeah, it is World uh, Grand Prix quarterfinal. Now, Ryan Bader is still the fucking. Is not Ryan Better still the heavyweight champion? champion? Yeah, and he yeah. just entered another light heavyweight tournament even though he lost his title, which is a bit odd, but uh are you looking forward to better versus Machida?
1: yeah well yeah it's 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 a good fight it's not uh i don't know i think you know in the first fight but i think machida was able to kind of faint and kind of stifle and frustrate Bader, and he just kind of ended up as you said rushing in and getting cleaned out mm-hmm. uh i don't think he'll do that again you know um i think he's a better fighter than he was there he's more composed um machida's a little slower a little older i think it's a much uh, closer fight than the odds would indicate Like. Uh, Bader's basically a three to one on favourite. I, I don't I don't agree with that, but I'd probably lean Bader. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I think Bader's a lot better of a fighter now. I think he's a very, very good fighter. And look, we'll uh we'll see how it goes, I suppose. But yeah, look, look, not a bad card. And I, looking at this UFC card next Saturday. This looks like a fucking fantastic card. Um, so Marvin Victoria is supposed to fight Darren Till in the main event. That has obviously been cancelled. Darren Till broke his collarbone, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, so he's out of that fight and Kevin Holland steps in. So, the main event, two of probably the most unlikable guys in the, in the UFC from, uh, if you know, up against each other, which is, like, uh, an interesting one, I suppose. But two people that, that people know. Um, so, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing that one. I, I I have come around a lot to Vittori's ability in the last while, and I think he'll probably win it here. Especially from the, the dud of a performance that Kevin Lee, or Kevin Lee, Kevin Holland put in uh, in uh, his fight a couple of weeks ago. Uh, so, look, who, who do you think will win the do? You, do you think Vittori as well? It's, yeah, and, I think Vittori on
1: the on yeah. the feet uh, should be able to, to, to win it here. Like, um, short notice isn't great for Kevin Holland, but uh, even if it wasn't short notice, I'd still be picking Vittoria. I think he's just the more accomplished fighter all around mm-hmm.
0: yeah i think he's a little bit better uh i love the comment event. if it is the comment event arnold allen versus sadiq use allen 16 and one use 11 and one yeah it's what hard to fight. know how this fight yeah oh, I, hard have hard clue. How, I have a clue
1: look, what's gonna happen, like i don't know it's a very interesting one it's a really close one uh could go either way like i think arnold allen's kind of quietly underrated uh, uh outside of 100%. outside of, outside of england like yeah. in, i think in the uk and this kind of scene around around uk and ireland i think everybody's been you know watching him and knows what he can do but uh maybe because he's a quiet guy unassuming doesn't really say much controversial media word headline worthy things that you can make click paid out of uh so um i think yeah but i think yusuf as well like jesus this is a this is a really interesting oh, fight, great um, fight. This, is, this is like one of those fights
0: where it, maybe people don't know how good these two lads are and it, they should know because it's going to be really really good uh, for me I think Sadiq Yusuf is a fantastic fighter and I don't know who I'm going to pick but I feel like Arnold Allen is maybe the most underrated or underappreciated fighter in the world he's just he is that good he's really really good and you know you said he doesn't talk that much you don't hear from him that much he was actually on um, uh, Blake Harrison's podcast this week He's—you know he was uh, Neil from the Inbetweeners and he started an MMA podcast and it's very good actually I listened to a couple of episodes but he was on it this week so maybe even you know doing that and getting on his social media and stuff and people tune in to see him and maybe like him a bit more that might help him a little bit as well getting kind of that uh, that kind of kick up from there, and I know he'd probably be around in other places as well. So you know, that sort of stuff might uh, might help Arnold, and uh, especially if he wins here, and especially if he goes on to the next level, because he's not that far away from that top of that division at all, and he probably should be closer based on his record, but uh, that's a, a brilliant fight, and I really can't wait for that. Um, there's some other very good fights as well in this. Uh, Ali uh, Kizarov, who's 13-0 and 0 for, with the, the Russian flag on him, so you know he's going to be good, against uh, Kyle Dorcas, uh 10-1, and 1, so that's a fun fight. Sam Alvey is amazingly still in the UFC, and back against uh, Julian Marquez and uh, Nina Ansarov back after having a baby not that long ago against another against someone else who had a baby not that long ago. <laughs> it was back McKinsey Dern. That's a really fun fight. And that's that's a step up for McKinsey Dern, because Nina Ansarov looked absolutely fantastic uh before she obviously had the uh what, probably probably year or eighteen months off or whatever it might be, uh after the her uh her pregnancy. So you know, we we saw with McKinsey Darn, she didn't look the same for the first fight back after she had the the baby, but then she came back and she did well after that, so it's a big, for, obviously for Ansarov, you know, being a partner with um, Amanda Nunes, maybe she, you know, she she has, you know, someone there all the time, the best fighter in the history of the sport, they kind of train with, and to, you know, if even if they're in quarantine or whatever, uh, a year ago before she, uh, she had the baby, or she was pregnant, it, it's it's a great way to improve and a great way to be a better fighter to be you know 24 7 with the the greatest fighter in the history of the sport so maybe that has helped her kind of stay in, in good nick as well but that's a fantastic fight i'm really looking forward uh to, to that one and if mckinsey is actually not far away from a title shot either i don't think so at 115 pounds that's a big big fight uh mike perry against daniel rodriguez mike perry back after all of his troubles over the last year or so so you know, my big fight for him as well. If he loses that, I could see the UFC getting rid of him. But uh, Jim Miller back again. Joe Selecki, Scott Holzman, Matthias Gamrat, Sean Dini represent. Um, Norma DeMont, Aaron Blanchfield, John McDessie is back. Jorgen De Castro, Jack Shore against Hunter Azor. What a fight that is! Thirteen and oh, Jack Shore against nine and one Hunter or An absolutely brilliant fight. Uh, Impact Asangana is back as well. Part one half of the greatest knockout in the history of MMA. So, what a a card. Up and down. There's a lot of good MMA here over the next week. And, uh, yeah, I can't wait for it. Actually, before, before we go as well, we must mention Cage Legacy, which was supposed to happen tonight. Unfortunately, it's not happening. Um... You can look at the cage legacy statement i have it up on my twitter and it's up on uh their instagram and stuff as well but look whatever happened look the event was pulled by the the cage legacy said it was pulled by the local guard the superintendent um and we can argue over whether it should be whether coronavirus whether they should have been allowed to go ahead with the ranting but the um the word initially was that they were, you know, that they had from politicians and from guards and everyone that they had said they were allowed to go ahead with it. Now, I know things changed last week, but actually things kind of changed for the better last week in Ireland. They gave people more, you know, room to move and they were opening things up a little bit and moving in that direction. So the last time they were putting on a card, kind of the opposite happened, and it was always going to get cancelled. But this time I thought, well, oh, maybe. But then it was kind of pulled, and you know, you have to, you you have to feel very sorry for obviously all the fighters, and the coaches, and everyone who are, you know, I saw Leon Hill putting up a picture... And Palahan and stuff... All those lads had the weight down... And they had prepared... And they had put in a long, long camp... Because it's not just one camp for this fight... There was supposed to be fights at the end of last year... And probably fights in the summer... And you know, the, a lot of these lads haven't fought in a year or 18 months... Um, and this is a big, big blow for them... And a big blow for Irish MMA... You know... Uh, there has been some very good times over the last year... And, and two and three years for Irish MMA... But this is a huge blow for a lot of the amateurs that were supposed to fight in this and new pros like Palahan and Leon Hill and other guys as well. So it's, and for Cage Legacy, they're the only game in town in in the Republic of Ireland. I know there's some in Northern Ireland, but, and, you know, we need to protect them and it would have been great. I think it would have been great support for people if they had gone on pay per view and people would have supported them because Irish MMA fans want to support Irish MMA, whether it's us in the media and our Patreon or them, uh, you know, doing that. But, um, yeah, it's, it's a big blow, it's a big blow, and hopefully they can get it back on again, but I think for Cage Legacy, the best thing to do now is is just wait it out, wait till sports can come back in, and, you know, st- until sports can happen behind closed doors um, in Ireland. Yeah, I'm sure, yeah. I'm sure the expense
1: that they the expenses they they, they lost uh, will will you know make them think about that. Like you know they won't be uh, like you, when you can come so far thinking you were going to be able to do it, and then all of a sudden at the last minute you're you're kind of you're overruled, and everything you've been told is kind of gone. So yeah, I think I think it's gonna be very difficult for any. For any MMA promotion, and you know, Cage Legacy, especially, are, are kind of like leading the leading the way at the moment in, in Ireland. If they can't get a show going, I don't think I don't think anybody's going to get a show going until until the restrictions are severely uh, severely um, or the the severity of altered, the restrictions yeah. are removed. Yeah, it, it, it's fucking it would have been great for Irish MMA to, for for it to happen. And I think you know. Um, for the fighters obviously all that uh, as well but just for the the scene in general uh, would have been it would have been a very good thing and i think people would have supported it like they always do um yeah it's it's disappointing but uh, I, I I was kind of surprised it got it got so far i, I kind of yeah. thought it wouldn't happen and then when just when i thought oh it looks like it's happening mm-hmm. it, it doesn't happen so yeah uh, it's terrible for for everybody involved but it's uh, kind of uh, Half expected, you know.
0: Yeah, it was. Uh, look, it was inevitable, I thought, from Farrow, but I was the same as you when it came to this week. Like, because I, I, I was thinking of, of going to it, you know, to cover it, because the, the reassurances I had got from them was they were going to do it very safely. Um, and I kind of still have my immunity anyway after having it. So I'm like, I'd be grand. You know? so I, I probably wouldn't have even thought about it a year ago. But um, yeah, it's. Uh, it's it's a, a pity, because those lads have put in a lot of time, you know, uh, and I speak to Darren Sonic a good bit, and, uh, you know, they've put a lot of money and a lot of time into Irish MMA, when other people haven't, you know, and other people who get more of, you know, maybe a name in Irish MMA, and for leading Irish, they have really led the way in Irish MMA fights over the last while, when there has been nothing apart from, you know, Bellator and Ke- uh, Cage Warriors once in, in the last... Years, or whatever it might be, or five years. Um, so it's 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 a very very tough one. I feel for them that promotion a lot, and I feel for the fighters obviously as well. So, uh, it's uh, it's a tough one for Irish MMA. But look, Bellator coming back now, um, and they get a lot of the Irish MMA fighters out, and, and obviously, uh, Cage Warriors as well have done a good job. But for the budding Irish MMA fighters, it's it's a very very tough one. And you know, speaking to a lot of people in Irish MMA over the last couple of weeks. I think a lot of these fighters have had great like preparations for these fights but great training as well because there's a lot of one-on-one training going on at the moment, which you usually wouldn't get. Or maybe like five-on-one training where, you know, if you're there with Chris Fields and he's training you, they can only train in small groups of maybe four or five. So you're getting one-on-one with Tom King or Chris Fields or Andy Ryan or John Kavanaugh or whoever it might be in, in the country uh, training you, where, where before it might have been one in 50 or one in 100, you know, on, on the maths. And I think that could reap huge benefits in the years to come but i i think the lack of fights and the lack of competition even you know talking to to andrew and 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 people like that about jujitsu competitions and muay thai competitions all them things help up and coming mma fighters as well and with them not there it's uh it's it's a problem and uh it's very very unfortunate and look what can we do it's no one's fault it's you know the pandemic well maybe you can blame fucking Leo Rodriguez corner me on or something if you are that way inclined but yeah it's uh, it's a tough tough time for, uh, for Irish MMA but look we will survive and we've come through tough times in Irish MMA everyone knows over the last few years and I'm sure uh, I'm sure it will be back but um not for the moment unfortunately um all right everybody I think that's it this is the longest podcast we've done in a long time but there was lots of news and uh, I, I like the Saturday podcast it's fun we get the evening off now and we get a Sunday off for like the first time in about a year so I'm looking forward to that um, thank you Graham for uh, for being with me today uh, thank you to our sponsors Manscaped and FightPix as well go over to Manscaped.com use the promo code SevereMay and download the FightPix app and while you're on the internet while you're at your browser go to SevereMay.com forward slash points for the price of a point a month you can sign up to our Patreon and uh, you get loads of content there. Oh, actually, as well, we will have another episode of uh, The Chasing Pack this week with myself and Ian O'Neill. So tune in for that. All right, everybody. Thank you very much for joining me. Follow me at NBA Graham at questions all week for at SevierMepod. The Q&A will be out on Tuesday morning, likely as it is every week. And all that's left to do is give the inspirational quote of the week. When life puts you in tough situations... Don't say, why me? Say, try me. We'll see you next
1: Tuesday.